0: Hey everybody, how you doing today? It's Pastor Chip again. So I'm going to ask you, do you know any people that are always twisting the Bible? Seems to be the things that things is happening these days, doesn't it? You see people that twist things to to suit them for their good. Yesterday I talked about a friend of mine who's somebody twists a meme and I've even had it with people on social media and places that they throw one verse and tell you something and then you throw it back and then this that they counter with something else that they're chasing rabbits, you know. You ever heard that old saying? They just chasing rabbits. I heard one today, And they said you didn't have a right to judge, but yet they judge you or us when they bring up these things, right? It's the Christians. Can't reject making a cake for a homosexual, but yet they run around and tell you, tell us, don't preach to us, we don't want to hear it. Leave us alone. we'll do what we want to do. we don't believe in whatever, but yet when they try and force their things on us we're we're not being good Christians. What do they know about being a good Christian? They read the Bible. Yeah, they read the Bible, they go through it, and they find what they want that suits their purpose, and then they use it. I love the ones that say you can't judge, and I say, wait a minute, wait a minute. Several places in the Bible it tells us that if your brother offends you to approach him, and to take two with you to try and... Work it out, and if that don't work, take it before the church. This is probably a whole other topic, and I'm getting off track, but how many times have you seen us taking anything before the church? Nobody wants to be embarrassed anymore. Or how about if you see your brother sinning, rebuke him because to save a sinner, to save him, to save his soul. Yeah, that's not judging. That's our right to call you out. We got the right. But you know the people that are experts are driven by demons, I guess, and whatever they say this they say Satan knows the Bible better than anybody. He even quoted the Bible to Jesus when he was out in the desert, you know. But it's that old saying, Do as I say, not as I do, right? And, you know, even in, the, even in Jesus' day, he was dealing with this mess. Here we are dealing with it on social media. We got all this condemnation stuff, and Christians aren't being Christians. And You know, if you gave somebody their last penny, they'd complain that it wasn't shiny. We're just in an ungrateful state of affairs. The only thing difference between then and now is they didn't have running water in their homes, and we do. They didn't have electricity, and we do. They didn't have a printed Bible, and we do. But they had Jesus with them, and we don't. Or we don't have Him in the physical form. They had Him there with them, and it didn't matter what he did; it wasn't right. You know, if he walked on water, it was because he couldn't swim. You know, if he—it didn't matter what Jesus did; he couldn't please him. He couldn't please them. Couldn't please the Pharisees. And he tells them in Luke chapter seven that they're an unresponsive generation because they were quizzing him about John the Baptist and John coming before him and setting the stage for Christ. And Jesus says to him, he says that, uh, (coughs) excuse me, to what then should I compare the people of this generation and what are they like? They're like children sitting in the marketplace and calling to each other. We played the flute for you, but you didn't dance. We sang a lament, but you didn't weep. For John the Baptist did not come eating bread or drinking wine, and you say he has a demon. The Son of Man came eating and drinking, and you say, Look, a glutton and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners yet wisdom is vindicated by all her children so let me break it down for you john the baptist did not come eating bread or drinking wine john the baptist wine never touched his lips and he ate locust and wild honey and he lived in the out in the wild part outside of town and he preached the coming of christ he preached the message of repentance and baptism. By the way, that was before the Baptist. The Jews used to practice baptism. For all you people out there that say Baptists came from baptism. Well, that's kind of true, but it was around before, before, before Jesus, okay? But John the Baptist was wearing dirty clothes and made of camel's hair and woven belt and eating honey and wild locust. He lived the life of piety. He never let alcohol touch his lips. He lived the clean cleanliness or cleanest life you could live of a of a Jew as far as the alcohol and and all that stuff and, and, and food not messing up his life. And yet they turned around and said he had a demon. They didn't want to believe what he said. They blamed it on he had a demon. Couldn't blame it on alcohol, right? But then Jesus comes. He says he came eating and drinking. Jesus came. He He drank wine. He ate with the rest of them. They called him a glutton and a drunkard. And Jesus ate with the tax collectors and the least of these. He came to the least of these. He didn't come to the rich, to the Pharisees. He came to the common man. And because Jesus came to the common man and he drank wine and he ate the bread, they called him a glutton and a drunkard. A glutton and a drunkard. You see, the point Jesus was trying to make, there ain't no winning with you people. I say left, you say right. I say up, you say down. It's the same thing. There's nothing's changed. Nothing's changed. We're surrounded. I hate to say it surrounded by incompetence aren't we people that know better that don't know better you ever have those people you ever be sitting in a conversation with some people talking about whatever and there's always that one person that's done it more done it best done it better done it you know Legally, and you've done you whatever you know. It's always that person. You can't never make them happy. I had a grandmother like that. Couldn't ever make her happy. It didn't matter what I did. She was unhappy. There are some people that when they get up in the morning, they're unhappy. And all day long, they work harder and harder and harder to make everybody around them unhappy. And that's what Jesus was saying. He was saying there is no winning with some people. I had a friend I was in the military with. We called him Smiley. And it wasn't because he smiled all the time. It was because he was always frowning. That sour look on his face. And one day he's saying something. He's always so negative. And one day he was saying something. I said, Can you not ever be positive about anything? He said, Oh, I'm positive. I'm positive that I'm negative. So, the point is, we got negative people that are positive they're negative, in, in our lives. And we need to be strong in the Word and strong in our faith. And we need to be hard and thick in our skins. Don't get into useless arguments with these people. They're going to make you look like a fool with them. Don't, you know, you can try it one or two times to show them the right thing, to, do, to give them the right answer. They don't take it, walk away. You know, you got people that will argue with a signpost, right? Doesn't matter. right or rain, they're going to argue. Don't get caught, don't get trapped. Into their web of hatefulness. You know, Jesus says, Let your yes be yes and your no be no. Let your answer be your answer. Say what you have to say, say it with the firmness that you know that that's the gospel, that's God's word. You know, you don't have to quote scripture. Just know your scripture. You know, I'm not good at quoting scripture. There's some people that can spurt it out by the books. I Boy, I can barely remember two. But I remember a lot about the Bible. And see, Jesus wants us to be faithful. He doesn't want us to be perfect. He's perfect. He just wants us to be faithful. He wants us to remember His word. And to share His Word, whenever the po- the possibility, if you're arguing with somebody, and there's a third person standing over there watching who's on the fence, they gonna say, "Golly, I don't want no part of that." I got into an argument. I say an argument one time. I was in the doctor's office debating with a preacher. I won't say what it was all about, but I made my points on his topics and, and I moved on. And I walked outside and a woman walked up behind me and she said, You know what, preacher? She said, Everything you said in there was right. But our but that old man, she said It's people like that why people don't go to church. They're setting their ways. They're not open to different th- ways of thought or interpretation, and you're just wasting your time. It's like trying to get Jello to stick on the wall. It ain't gonna happen. So if you go about your day. Just remember that little section on Jesus. Jesus talking about John the Baptist. He says. That we're an unresponsive generation. It's the same then as it is now. Just, they wrap their clothes around them and we button them up. Be a light to the people you meet. Don't be a stumbling block. Don't get in an argument. Be a distraction to Christ. Say what God puts on your heart. Tell the person I'll pray for you. And move on. And this is Pastor Chip. I hope you have a blessed day. I hope everyone's doing well. Keep your uh keep your heads horizontal, watching the horizon. And keep looking for the sun. God bless.